0: Hello, oh, hello, hello, Miami Dolphin fans, and welcome to the Same Old Dolphin Show, sponsored by BetUS, part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I'm Josh Katzker. With me today, and every day, is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. It's beginning to look a lot. Like football Christmas, everywhere you go, you got the people waving their flags, people covering their heads with bags, especially if they live in Houston, Texas, (laughs) because the Texans are very bad right now.
1: Oh, the, the Texans suck. I'm just not crazy about, uh, you know, how that all fits syllabically and, uh, the, you know, the rhyming pattern. Listen, I, I was winging it.
0: And listen, if I was going to be that, if I was that good at improv, I'd have been on whose line. you know? Oh, I thought you wrote that. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> give you, I thought you, God, I can't believe you would, wouldn't give me a little bit more credit than that. Jesus. At any rate, brain... Football Christmas is upon us. It's, it is without a doubt one of my favorite days of the year is the first Sunday of NFL football. It's just a packed slate of action from one in the afternoon until. Sometime after 1130 in the evening, it's just a full day of constant football action. You've been waiting for so long for this. We got the great kickoff game, uh, the surprisingly good kickoff game on Thursday between Dallas and Tampa Bay, and on Sunday, we get the Dolphins back. It's a little bit frustrating that we got to wait until 425 on Sunday to, to for the first Dolphins game of the season to kick off, but it's all good. It's all good. We got football. I'm excited. Football is back,
1: baby. Absolutely. And I'm pumped up. Uh, I'm excited. Look, all Dolphin fans are pumped up for this season. Like I said on our preview show on the roundtable, it's the first time in years that it feels like the Dolphins have real expectations. We're starting the season against the New England Patriots. It's it's full of intrigue with Tua versus Mac Jones with players going from team to team. The Patriots having two of the Dolphins starters from last year, starting on their defense. They also took uh Malcolm Perry, even though he's not going to play. Uh It's it's exciting. It oh, we also have Adam Butler from the That's Patriots. Right. Yeah. Uh, look, That's it's- how it goes.
0: These teams trading players back and forth. But you know what? I'm... Super excited and we are going to get into talking about the Dolphins opening game of the season against the New England Patriots. That is definitely something that we're going to talk about today because we are jumping into our regular season schedule now. So you will hear from the Brain and I every Monday night and every uh, th- well uh Monday night, Tuesday morning and every Thursday night, Friday morning and doing our regular same old Dolphin show. But we also have a special announcement, Brain, because... The people are getting more Josh and Aaron. Oh, That's boy. right, ladies and gentlemen. You're getting more Josh and Aaron because starting next week, Aaron and I are going to be hosting an episode of DolphinsTalk.com daily every Thursday night slash Friday morning. We're we're undecided at as of this point whether we're going to go live with that show every time, but. We're going to be doing that. We're going to be hosting the DolphinsTalk.com daily podcast, and it's pretty pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, hey, look, what can beat more you and I? I mean, literally, lucky, I, I feel ecstatic for the people. For you guys listening, I am as pumped as I am for this game. I am that much more pumped for you guys because you get an extra day of of Josh and I. I mean, that's, so, that's the real excitement. So
0: the, the excitement is building and there's lots more good stuff coming your way. Lots of uh, good, yeah, let's just say good things coming your way uh, through with all of us here at DolphinsTalk.com. So if you have not done so yet, make sure you like this video. Just hit the little thumbs up there below the, bit, the video here on the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel. And then go up into the uh, upper right-hand corner, hit subscribe, subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that very, very much. And uh, you won't miss out on any of the great content coming your way here on the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel. In fact, a brand new episode that of the show that I'm doing with David Behrman, Pick 6 with David Behrman, is going to be coming out here, is going to be out by the time that you hear this, a YouTube exclusive show on the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel. So make sure you're subscribed over there, and then make sure you're subscribed to the same old dolphin show on apple podcast spotify stitcher everywhere you get your podcast make sure you're subscribed to dolphinstalk.com daily everything make sure you're subscribed go to facebook.com slash same old dolphins give us a like over there you should also make sure to uh follow us on twitter i am at amplified to rock he is at aaron the brain and all the way up until kickoff on sunday at same old dolphins is following all new followers back so, make sure that if you're not doing it yet, you give us a follow, we'll follow you back. We're doing it all the way through the uh, kickoff on Sunday. It's very exciting time, and uh yeah, we're just very pumped up for football. So, Bren, let's talk about football. Last time we, we recorded an episode of the show, the Dolphins were about to do their cut down to 53-man roster. Uh It's... It, it, it's been revealed now for oh, yeah, about a week here, so it's a little bit beating the dead horse to, to really dive into that 53-man roster. But did you have any, you know, major takeaways or thoughts, you know, just in response to that 53-man roster announcement?
1: I, to me, the biggest surprise was that they they only have three running backs on the roster. But when you really think about it, uh, the fact that they kept five tight ends, which was not a surprise to me, uh, I think really points to the fact that they brought in Seathan Carter to play that sort of H-back role. And so I think he's going to function sort of as a fourth running back because it's sort of like a fullback. Um, and then I think that they just decided, they looked at the, the rest of the roster and they said, look, at the end of the day, as much as we like Jared Doakes, uh, we feel like, uh if push came to shove and we needed to get another running back, we could find one on the open market. We just don't want to get rid of some of these other fringe guys that were that were on the bubble. Um I I didn't love the fact that we kept uh, you know, that we uh that that Mac Hollins made the 53 man roster over Kirk Merrick, but Kirk Merrick didn't end up getting picked up. So it didn't end up costing us anything. I was a little bit surprised that they kept uh uh Fegdulum. Uh, they really, they kept all the guys that really could have been seen as cap casualties. And I guess the, the only guy that really became a cap casualty was the guy that they traded for and brought in, in the off season with, which was Bernardrick McKinney. So that enabled them, uh, to, to keep guys like Jakeem Grant and Albert Wilson and, uh, and and Clayton Fedgelum uh among others. So there weren't a huge amount of surprises. Uh you know, I I like the fact that Trill Williams uh made the fifty-three man roster because I think there's upside there, and I think that uh, you know, we didn't talk a lot about him, but I think there's there's reason to believe based on the size of the of the players. And the way that they play and the position that they play that he may be the eventual replacement to Eric Rowe. Um, and so I think there's, a, it makes a lot of sense to keep a guy like that on the roster and not risk him being picked up by, by another team. So I like that, but you know, I don't want to, there's, there's. I I don't want to really break down the minutia of this because really it's a week old like you said
0: right it's it's old news we just wanted to touch on it a little bit here on the show because we didn't have an opportunity to do that and our last show was really speculated about what the roster was going to be but since then the Dolphins have moved on and begun the preparations for week one in New England and part of that Preparation for the season was naming their team captains and the team captains for the Miami Dolphins this year, Jesse Davis, Mac Hollins, Elandon Roberts, Jason McCourty, Clayton Fegtilum. That's it. No Tua Tungavailoa. Brain, is this a big deal
1: or not a big deal? This couldn't be less of a big deal. Who cares Well,
0: apparently, apparently a lot of people out there do care. Uh, in fact, there was an interesting article posted on dolphinstalk.com by Mike Hernandez talking all about how this was kind of a big deal because the dolphins are like kind of not doing anything to give Tua any kind of public vote of confidence. And I thought it was an interesting point until you learned that, you know, certain players had to volunteer to have their name thrown in the hat to be, to be named one of the captains and Tua decided against that, he he decided against doing that, which I guess is then a conversation about, well, what kind of leader is this? Blah, 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 blah. I don't really care very much at the end of the day because the end of the day, he's the quarterback and the quarterback is going to fulfill the role of quarterback and be that general out there on the field and run that offense and make it happen. And you know, he's either going to get the job done this season or he's not. And the, the Dolphins are going to be moving on from him, I think, fairly quickly. Uh, and so, you know, I don't know. I, I don't seem to mind it, but I guess it really leads into this other question because it's this whole national media thing and I'm not. I'm not big into the whole let's go crazy about what the national media says about the Dolphins because I understand that the vast majority of the people in the national media that are talking about the Dolphins are doing it because it's... It's clicks. They don't follow the team terribly closely. You know, they're following the entire league. So there's only so much that they can get into these individual teams. And the overarching narrative on the national level about Tua was that he was underwhelming last season. And, you know, he didn't light the game on fire because, you know, on the other side, you had Justin Herbert who played so well all season long. And so Tua is this question mark. Even, even down to, you had somebody on ESPN say, listen, we know what we've got with Mac Jones for the Patriots. What we don't know is what the Dolphins have with, with Tua. And I mean, that Hilarious. is a completely ridiculous statement on its face. And everybody knows that to be true. Um, but I think that, that national media thing, that is what is kind of stoking the fire and making people upset about, you know, whether or not Tua is a captain for
1: the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, look, let's talk. We're not going to get into it, but let's talk. The real reason that this is a story is because of Deshaun Watson. It, look, yeah, everything it. about this whole Deshaun Watson saga uh, is is the reason why this is a story, because this is being perceived as, oh, the Dolphins, see, they, they didn't they really didn't have confidence. Look, if the Dolphins wanted to get Deshaun Watson and they were so fully uh, you know, sold that Tua was not going to be the guy, then they would have made the trade. I don't care what the cost was. Uh, if, if, if At the end of the day, if they really wanted Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson would be on this team. They would have found a way to make that deal happen. I don't believe that the Houston Texans are hanging on to a guy that they're not going to play, uh, and they're going to end up losing him for nothing, uh, potentially, Uh, because they were holding fast that somebody was going to give them three first-round picks. They knew nobody was going to give them three first-round picks. If the Dolphins wanted Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson would be on the Dolphins, and he'd be starting the game this Sunday. He's not. Tua is. And I don't believe at this point that the Dolphins are going to make any kind of drastic move to bring in Deshaun Watson, uh, unless there's some, you know sort of injury or Tua is just so bad that it is just painfully obvious. But even if that was the case, I don't even know that the Dolphins would make the trade because there's so much going on with Deshaun Watson and the Texans aren't going to play him. So if we really wanted to, we could go after Deshaun Watson next year. So it, it really, there there's... Deshaun Watson's not going to be here Tua is the starting quarterback There's no You can say all you want about Oh, they didn't give him this vote of Look, they've given him a vote of confidence In the locker room Which I think is all that really matters This whole He needs to give him the the vote of confidence In front of the national media Says who? What? Because the fans are just dying to... The fans need to hear that? Nothing about the way that Brian Flores runs this organization or the organization that he came from in New England says that they give a rat's ass about what the, the national media thinks, what the local media thinks, or what the fans think when it comes to making decisions that involve the locker room and the roster. So, Tua is your starting quarterback. If he plays well, that's all that matters, And if he plays well, he's going to be a leader. And if he doesn't play well, it doesn't matter what kind of leader he is because he's not playing well. So I don't give a damn who the captains are. I just want Tua to play well.
0: That's it. There it is. That is the definitive word. So let's talk about our hopes and dreams for the Miami Dolphins in 2021, Brian. We recently, on the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel, uh, were both in a video that I put together featuring a number of different contributors from the website giving our season predictions. We also uh, did the Dolphins Talk roundtable with Mike and Ian talking about our season predictions, and we went week by week through the season. And so if you have, if you missed Either of those shows, they're available right now on the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel. But, Brain, basically, talk to me. Let's talk about this. What What is your biggest hope, your single biggest hope, for this Miami Dolphins team in 2021?
1: Look, the single biggest hope is that you come out of this season knowing that Tua Tungavailoa is your franchise quarterback for the next decade. There's no doubt mm. about that. I don't care what the record is. I mean, obviously, I care what the record is. But that pales in comparison to that question if we come out of this season knowing that Tua is going to be your franchise quarterback for the next decade then I feel pretty good that the the record is going to reflect uh that sort of positivity but even if it doesn't like yeah because of unforeseen circumstances with you know the way you know certain bounces or the way the if the defense underperforms or whatever what have you uh if if we come out of this and we know that Tua is the franchise quarterback, then the arrow is pointed straight up for the Miami Dolphins and there is a good chance that we are a Super Bowl contender very soon.
0: Yeah, I I, I think that's got to be for me that's that's the number 1 goal. I mean, I mean if that's the number 1 goal and then the goal 1B I guess would be make the playoffs. But if if that first goal, I, it's hard to imagine a scenario where Tua has a great football season, a great a season that solidifies him as Miami's starter, and the Dolphins also failing to make the playoffs. It's very difficult to look at this roster and envision that situation. We know that Dan Marino had plenty of seasons where. He was, I mean, he had amazing, amazing seasons, but the Dolphins were still pretty bad. I don't see a situation where Tua plays great football this year and this team fails to make the playoffs. I just don't see it. Um, if, if, if Tua puts together a great season, this team's got a good enough defense that they're going to win games, you know, and even if the defense doesn't get as lucky as they did last year on some of the turnover stuff this team is still going to win games. The The defense is a bend but not break defense as opposed to a complete shutdown defense. Um, but that is going to keep the Dolphins in games. They're going to make takeaways. They're going to cause teams to turn the ball over and they're going to cause teams to stall out drives. I just cannot imagine that if Tua has a great season and I'm talking about like throws, I don't know, let's say thirty five to thirty five hundred to four thousand yards, you know, thirty thirty something touchdowns, eight to ten interceptions. If he has that kind of season, this team isn't missing the playoffs. I agree with you. Like if he has that kind of season, this is a playoff team. And it's and it's just that simple. So uh I believe the Dolphins are gonna make the playoffs. I, I really do. Um I think they're going to get it done. Brain, you think they're going to make it? You think they're going to make the playoffs? It's I, really less about the Dolphins and more about like the level of competition around them, but what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. I think that the Dolphins are one of a, of a handful of teams that are going to be battling for a couple of wild card spots. I think uh the I think there's a clear-cut favorite in the division in the Buffalo. I think there's a clear-cut favorite obviously in the AFC South with Tennessee and in the AFC West with Kansas City. I think in the AFC North, uh I think Cleveland is the is the trendy pick to win the division. Baltimore's got some injuries in their backfield, but I think those two teams are seen as the top dogs and Pittsburgh is this really interesting team because y- You, depending on who you ask, either the, the end of last year was just a sign of things to come. That was the beginning of their demise, or it was just, uh, you know, an aberration and they're going to go back to what they were for the first, you know, three quarters of last season, which was one of the best teams in football. I think, you know, uh, so if, if those, if Pittsburgh, to me Pittsburgh is one of those teams that, uh, and and Baltimore and Cleveland. If those three teams are all good, then all of a sudden there's really only one spot left, and so you've got uh, a group of teams. Miami being one of them, the team we're playing this Sunday, New England being one of them. Uh, I also think the Colts are a fringe playoff team. And uh, there's a couple of teams in the, uh, really everybody in the AFC West that isn't Kansas City probably has playoff aspirations. When I look at the AFC, the only teams that I see that are for sure not going to be in playoff contention are the Jaguars, the Jets, and the Bengals. Everybody else, I think, has a legit shot to make the the playoffs. And as much so, I believe that the Dolphins will make the playoffs but i don't say it with a ton of confidence because i think there's a lot of competition there and look the dolphins went 10 and 6 last year and didn't make the playoffs i don't believe that 10 and 7 is getting them into the playoffs i think 11 and 6 is going to be necessary to get into the playoffs this year you have them making the playoffs at 10 and 7 i have them going 11 and 6 and even at 11 and 6 uh, I think it's, you know, them fighting tooth and nail for one of those last two spots.
0: Well, I changed my I changed my mind about the, the record and I and I'm upped it to 11 and six because I've really ever since the Saints named Jameis Winston starter. I, I think that is a winnable game for the Dolphins now. um And I think, uh, you know, it's a it's a long ways out, but I think Xavier Howard's going to feast on a Monday night in New Orleans. That is what it is. All right, so there it is. There you go. I, you know, listen, I didn't put it on the run sheet. Who what's the Super Bowl? Oh. Spring that on you.
1: Yeah, I have uh, Aaron Rodgers with a chip uh-huh. on his shoulder. Uh-huh. One last dance. Yeah. Taking the Green Bay Packers to the Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, making their third consecutive Super Bowl appearance and i've got aaron rodgers winning the super bowl and hey oh. get guess what guys if if uh if tua isn't your franchise quarterback at the end of this year maybe you go get aaron rodgers
0: go for one or two years with with aaron rodgers well i would do it i mean sure why not if he if he wants that at green bay that badly why not absolutely um I've, I've got the same Super Bowl matchup, actually. I just think the Chiefs are going to come out on top. So uh, there it is. There it is. That There's our prediction. All right. It's time to dive into the Miami Dolphins. But before we dive into the Miami Dolphins, I have an announcement. Attention, gamblers of all shapes and sizes, our friends at Manscaped have a can't-miss bet for you today. The leaders in male grooming just launched their fourth-generation performance package. The betting odds are in your favor when you use the Lawnmower 4.0 on your balls. Across the board, this is the package to get you in the mood for whatever your gambling heart desires. You ready to take the leap to male grooming royalty? Two million men already have. Join the Manscaped movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the promo code Dolphins Talk. The Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped is the ultimate parlay to take your grooming game to the next level. Like, hitting a favorite is fun, but shaving my balls with confidence? Oh. The folks at Manscaped have given me just that and have my trust when trimming my boys. The recently released Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is a favorite of mine. And the Lawnmower 4.0 is you covered for shaving your balls, butt, and even the gooch. Talk about a backdoor cover. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code DolphinsTalk at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the promo code DolphinsTalk at Manscaped.com. Fellas don't gamble on shaving your balls with the wrong tools. Choose Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Now I can't get enough of the Manscaped reeds. You know, you know. You can't forget about the gooch. Let, listen, I don't know about the gooch, but I uh, with I, I used, but actually it was the I shouldn't say it was the man. It was the lawnmower three But I used it to give my son a haircut the other day on his, on his head. Oh, okay. That shaved his, <laughs> that shaved got his a head. Little,
1: that got a little, uh, a little worrisome. Yeah, let's, everybody
0: second. calm down. No, 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 no. It, it, it actually, he's got a thing with regular razors. They're very loud. Our regular clippers are, are loud and they, they have a plug. You know, they got to be plugged into the wall and they're very sort of obtrusive and he doesn't like it. They're, it's too loud for him. Well, the, the lawnmower was very, very easy. He he was like, he wasn't even, he paid no mind to the fact. I gave him my iPad. He's standing there holding my iPad. And next thing you know, he's got a finished haircut and he looked beautiful. So anyway, these are very versatile tools that they have over there at Manscaped. So you need a versatile tool for your versatile tool. And uh, that's all I have to say about that. Brain Dolphins Patriots, 425 p.m. Sunday. The Dolphins head to Foxborough to kick off the season for the second year running. Uh the injury report came out today and before we get into the individuals on the end of, on the injury report, the Dolphins are definitely going to be without Adam Shaheen, likely also going to be without Austin Jackson because both ended up on the COVID list. Now, don't want to get into the whole COVID conversation because you know, whatever, we've we've had that conversation a bunch of times already, so I'm not really interested in having that conversation very much more, but when we talked about the fact that the way the NFL was setting things up, that getting of getting vaccinated was a competitive advantage, puts you at a competitive advantage and you've got somebody who is outwardly refusing to get it. It's just pretty disappointing. It's also pretty predictable. And, uh, it's just, you know, here we are. And so the Dolphins are going to be without Adam Shaheen on Sunday. They are likely to be without Austin Jackson, but that is not yet confirmed. Otherwise, on the injury report, Preston Williams was listed as, uh, limited in practice on Friday, was questionable, listed as questionable for Sunday. But other than that, Liam Eichenberg, Clayton Fegdilum, Devontae Parker, Elandon Roberts, Albert Wilson were all full participants in Friday's practice. Savon Ahmed, who was uh, limited, uh, had been slowed up by a back injury, was completely removed from the report altogether. So other than the COVID list, people. The Dolphins are going into this game fairly healthy. For New England, Malcolm Perry, the uh, one of the newest Patriots, Malcolm Perry, who they signed after the Dolphins released him, is out with a foot injury. Additionally, Nelson Algalor, the wide receiver tackle, Yadni Kajust, uh, safety Jalen Mills, and linebacker Ronnie Perkins were all uh, limited in practice on Friday and are listed as questionable on Sunday. The key injury for the Patriots is Stefan Gilmore out on short-term IR with a quadriceps injury. So the Patriots are the more banged up of the two teams heading into this game on Sunday, which Brian, leads me to ask you this. The Patriots are beat up, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. So what is it? that the Dolphins need to do on Sunday to win against the New England Patriots.
1: So look, the Patriots are banged up uh, on the defensive side of the ball, but they have a ton of depth on that side of the ball. So, I mean, look, the fact that they're without Stephon Gilmore, he is their best corner, that's obviously going to hurt them. But they also have J.C. Jackson. They've got uh, Jonathan Jones. They're loaded at safety. It's that opposite boundary corner uh, especially if Jalen Mills uh, ends up being banged up because he's already a huge downgrade and then you end up with Jawan Williams uh, that might be an area where Miami can exploit New England but you have to assume that New England you know is going to cover up that one spot that they may be weaker in the secondary and the other part of that is is that New England has a, a ton of pass rush prowess uh, with Josh Uche and they brought in, uh, you know, uh, uh, Matt Judon, they, they now have Dante Hightower back, who sat out last year because of co- because of the COVID. He opted out. They also brought in Kyle Van Noy, uh, making his return to New England after his one year stint in Miami. Uh, they also have Chase Winovich. They've got plenty of guys. They've got Devon Godshaw. Yeah. Well, Devon Godshaw is not going to get after the passer, but uh, they, they've got plenty of guys that are going to get after the passer and the Dolphins already a week are weak at tackle, and now have their starting left tackle possibly missing this game to the point where I don't know that we know. You know, I I, I don't know that we know who's gonna play left tackle. And even if Austin Jackson was there, uh, like is our right tackle going to be Jesse Davis? Is it going to be Liam Eichenberg? If it's not Austin Jackson, then does Jesse Davis go back to left tackle? Do they play? Do they start Greg little? There's so much question marks with the dolphins at the tackle position that you can't really feel good about uh, to a having all day to throw back there, particularly against this new England defense. So the answer is you got to run the ball. And the fact that Raquan McMillan uh, is also banged up uh, for this uh, for this uh, Patriots defense, uh, you know that's kind of their run stuffer, the guy that they were hoping would be their run stuffer in the middle of the of the defense. Uh, I think that's an area that you have to exploit. but I also think that if Miami is planning on just going mono and mono against, uh, this physical New England, uh, defensive front, I don't think that's going to work out either. So I think what Miami's going to have to do is they're going to have to spread New England out. They're going to have to make New England, uh, account for their potential weakness at corner. Uh, and by, and that they're going to do that by going some four wide, some five wide sets. And then trying to uh, manufacture some running lanes. I also think you're going to have to do it with the quick uh, passing game. But really who I think is the key player, the key piece for this Dolphins offense in this game is Jalen Waddle. Uh, the fact that Will Fuller is out, still serving his suspension. Uh, Jalen Waddle is the one guy, I believe, on this Dolphins offense that you actually have to do some special preparation for. Uh, I don't think... Yeah, that's right. Waddle, waddle. Uh, you just... you. I don't think the Patriots are going to be terribly concerned about Jakeem Grant or Albert Wilson. I know that they're not going to do anything special for uh, Devontae Parker, and Preston Williams might not even play. But Jalen Waddle, this is a hope of mine, but it is also a belief that the Dolphins are going to move him all over the place. They're going to have him coming around in motion. They're, they're, you're going to see some jet sweeps. You're going to see some end arounds. You're going to see some RPO. And I think that's the way that the Dolphins are going to attack New England to try to keep them off balance. It's going to be some RPO, some quick passes, uh, and 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 some misdirection in the running game to try to manufacture some chunk plays. And then... You know, if you get these Patriots, uh, you know, ends and edge rushers on their heels a little bit and you can give Tua some time, then I think there will be some opportunities, uh, to potentially attack them downfield with Jalen Waddell as well. Uh, but again, the Patriots are very strong secondary. I, I think it's going to be a struggle at times, but I think they're, I think the way to do it, the way to attack them is spreading them out and trying to run the ball.
0: Yeah, and that was always going to be the plan coming into this season because the Dolphins offensive line is what it is and we were hoping we were hoping that they're going to give, you know, take a big step forward and you know, it was really when the Dolphins invested heavily at wide receiver, the thought was stretch the field, create some room for your running backs, which the Dolphins did not upgrade significantly in this past off season. So, anytime I hear, you know what the Dolphins need to do is run the ball, just makes me a little bit sick to my stomach. It's it's a little, little bit nerve-wrenching because that is not something that the Dolphins have been great at recently. Um, but we'll see. We'll we'll see if Tua can do it. I mean, that's the big thing is they're gonna need to protect Tua as well. And I I imagine, as you suggested, that the Patriots are gonna be coming after him. And so we're gonna this is gonna be a little bit of a trial by fire for Tua, and we're gonna see how well he does under pressure because there's plenty gonna be plenty of it up at Foxborough, it's also, I think, an interesting thing to point out is that it's going to be a full stadium, right? Last year when the Dolphins played in that stadium, I think it was completely empty week one. And when the Dolphins played at home against the Patriots later in the season, it was only in a partially full hard rock stadium. Full stadiums now in 2021, pretty much everywhere. So, uh, and listen, that crowd in Foxborough is a factor. It's a factor. You know, whether you like it or not, that, that crowd up there is in fact a factor. And, uh, in this battle of the Bama quarterbacks, it's going to be interesting to see what Tua can do against a pretty stout New England defense, a, a defense that he did, to be fair, beat last year already but they they have strengthened they have absolutely strengthened since uh the tail end of last season but let's go to the other side of the ball when new england has the ball what is it that the dolphins need to do to win for me they got to put pressure on mac jones they've shown that they have the ability to with with quarterbacks that are not terribly mobile that that tend to stay in the pocket The Dolphins have had those types of quarterbacks number, and especially when it's a young quarterback that maybe uh, doesn't have the ability to quickly process defenses, uh, you know, the way a more seasoned veteran has, the Dolphins have had a lot of success. They, they, They gave Justin Herbert a lot of trouble last year. They gave Jared Goff a lot of trouble last year. Are the Dolphins going to give Mac Jones trouble with their defensive looks and potentially their ability to get after the young quarterback on Sunday?
1: Yeah, I, I absolutely think Mac Jones has uh, you know his work cut out for him, especially if Nelson Aguilar ends up missing this game. He's listed as questionable. I guess he was limited in practice. Uh, I'd say the fact that he was limited in practice uh, today uh, and the fact that <laughs> – their receiving core after him is is garbage. Uh, I really have to believe that that Nelson Aguilar is going to do everything that he can to be on the field on Sunday. But if Nelson Aguilar is not 100%, and hell, even if he is, I mean, you're going up against, you know, you're lining up against, against X. I mean, I know that he did do a great job with the Raiders last year when he was lined up against Byron Jones. He burnt him. Uh, so maybe there's something there. Maybe the Dolphins, maybe the Dolphins sh- shadow Nelson Aguilar because it's not like there's another receiver on the Patriots that they really have to, to account for, uh, in that same kind of way. Really, the receivers that you have to account for on the Patriots are their tight ends. Uh, Hunter Henry and John U Smith, probably their two most dangerous weapons on offense, uh, aside from the running game. Uh, at least in the passing game, other than Nelson Aguilar. Uh, But you've seen how the Dolphins, uh, you know, Eric Rowe has been phenomenal at covering any really any tight end that's not Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller uh, over the past season and a half. Um, I don't know that he'll shadow either of these tight ends because I think they're both receiving threats. But then you also have – uh you know, whether it's Javon Holland or, or, Javon Holland or Brandon Jones or, uh, you know, a number of guys in that Dolphins secondary that I think can match up well with those tight ends. I think the Dolphins, what they really need to do, because I think they're gonna, they're gonna bring pressure. They're, we know this. First off, they're playing a rookie quarterback. They're gonna bring some pressure. Uh, they, they love to do the zero coverage blitzes and there's, you know, no better setup to do that than against a team that doesn't really threaten you on the perimeter with their receiving weapons. So Miami should absolutely be aggressive. They should feel very confident that they can go man man up with without a, a lot of safety help over the top for guys like uh, X and Byron Jones. So they should absolutely bring bring pressure. The question is. Can they stop the run? Because they ha- they didn't do a good job of stopping the run last year, and the Patriots were one of the best rushing offenses in the league. So if the Dolphins can stop the run and can put the Patriots in some down and distances where it's third and long, that's where I think Mac Jones is going to be in trouble. Uh, so I, I think the Patriots are absolutely cognizant of this. They absolutely need... To put an emphasis on getting into third and in manageables or making or coming up with some big chunk plays on first down to keep themselves ahead on the sticks. Because if they're not, then the Dolphins are going to bring the heat. And I, if it comes down to that, I think the Dolphins could have uh, just a dominant defensive performance and could create a lot of turnovers because I don't think a rookie quarterback is going to just pick apart uh, what I believe is for certain a top 10 defense in this league and I believe can be a top five defense this year.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So then the Dolphins win on Sunday if
1: what? The Dolphins win on Sunday if they hold the Patriots under 100 yards rushing. Wow. I love that. That simple. Yeah, Abby. we're not. They're not. The Patriots are not going to beat us through the air in this game. If the Patriots win this game, it's because it's going to be because they beat us on the ground. So keep the Patriots under 100 yards rushing. I mean, maybe even keep them under 150. And you and I like your shot. But if you if you keep them under 100, it's a win.
0: Love it. Loved. Love to hear that. All right. So it's prediction time. It's prediction time. Week one. Dolphins traveling to Foxborough. Brain. What is the final score
1: of this one? I think this is a low scoring game. I think there's going to be, you know, some opportunities to string some drives together, but I think this is two really good defenses with two questionable offenses. And I think it's going to be a slugfest. Uh, I've got the Dolphins uh, just barely uh, pulling this one out. Uh, I'm going to say the Dolphins win this one 20-17. 20 to 17. Mm. I
0: like it. I like it. I've gone back and forth on this, but I think I'm going to go with the Dolphins getting a win thanks to a late defensive stop, perhaps a turnover. Perhaps it's Javon Holland, who's a little bit of a ball hawk, coming up with a big late interception so the dolphins will win a close one possession game. I'm going to call it 26-20. Your Miami Dolphins go 1 and 0 and find themselves sitting atop the AFC East by themselves after the Panthers dispose of the Jets and the Steelers dispose of the Buffalo Bills. Let's go baby. Let's
1: go. Football's back. I'm pumped. Speaking of football being back, Tom Brady, same old Tom Brady. It's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable that he is just like,
0: it's like he is not aged at all. It's unbelievable. And I mean, granted, he has a ridiculous team around him. The team around him is ridiculous. Uh, But man. It is impressive to watch a man of that age do what he is doing. It's questionable. Oh, you think he's? Uh... I'm just saying it's questionable. Oh, here, here it is. Aaron is putting on his tinfoil hat, and he is uh, he's he's summoning the
1: aliens. I mean, some like... of those throws. I mean, how old is Tom Brady? He's like 43. He's like 50 years old. Gronk is like this guy's been playing for 80 years.
0: Look, his metaclorian count is off the charts. He is the chosen one for sure. I mean, you know. You know what I mean? Anyway, we're not going to not going to turn this into the Tom Brady show. That's it. It's week 1. Those are the predictions. That's it. The same old dolphin show. The next time you hear from us will be Monday night or Tuesday morning depending on where you get your media, where you consume it. But we will talk about everything that happened in the game on Sunday and react to it. And then you'll hear us on Thursday going forward on the DolphinsTalk.com daily podcast, as well as our regular episodes of the Same Old Dolphin Show. So Mondays and Thursdays going forward as we go into the season. I would like to, on behalf of Everybody here at dolphins Talk.com give a wish a very merry football christmas to all who celebrate. If you're listening to this, you obviously celebrate it. So, enjoy enjoy the day on Sunday. Also give a shout out. I almost forgot and we can't do this. We can't sign off without giving a shout out to our friends at betus.com. Uh they they have they're sponsoring the show. Make sure you use the uh, bonus code dolphins talk for a 125% sign-up bonus at BetUS.com. So, didn't forget. Didn't forget, guys. Anyway, head over to BetUS.com, lay some bets, or don't lay some bets. Just sit back, relax, enjoy, monitor your fantasy football team, have a great time. Oh, speaking of fantasy football team, brain, lost Gus Edwards.
1: Yeah, I was all aboard the Gus bus, and uh, now I'm without a driver, and uh, I don't know. Well, I mean... Well, we'll see what happens. I'm loaded at up, receiver. I feel good about my team. Uh, I've got some. I picked up
0: Latavius Murray. Let's talk about a trade.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: We'll do that off air. Yeah. Nobody's interested. Nobody. Nobody's is. interested. Yeah. Nobody. All right, everybody, take care of yourselves and each other. We will talk to you again next time. Bye, bye, everybody. Go Dolphins! Miami's got
1: the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal. Some of